Welcome to the Stop the Vanilla podcast. I'm your host, Steve Van Remortal. Today, we're going to take a little bit different approach to our podcast in that I'm going to share with you my leadership journey, the struggles, the accomplishments, the learnings, the takeaways, with the hope that you can then apply them to your leadership journey and to have great, much, much greater success. Now, to effectively do this, we are bringing in Jordan Ogren, our marketing manager here at Stop to Vanilla, to be the guest host today and interview me on my leadership journey. So we're really looking forward to providing you some awesome content on leadership, how to be a better leader, and most importantly, how to fulfill your greatest responsibility as a leader, and that's to develop others, to build leaders across your organization. So let's get into it. Hey there, I'm Steve Van Remortal, Chief Strategist and Talent Advisor for Stop the Vanilla and the host of the Stop the Vanilla Experience, where we help you achieve your vision for your business and your career in life by having the right strategy and the right talent. In your business, when your talent plan and talent decisions are based on your strategy, your company will accelerate towards your vision and achieve record profitability and growth. And in your career in life, when you have the right strategy based on your natural talents, you will love what you do, deliver it naturally, excel at it, and get rewarded for it, allowing you to live the life you want. It's about strategy and talent. Strategy and talent plan for your business, strategy and talent plan for your career in life. Because there's nothing you can achieve in your business and life with the right strategy and right talent. I want to welcome Jordan Ogren into the podcast studios here today. Jordan, <laughs> thanks for having me. First, first podcast where he's a guest host. Yeah. Uh, you nervous at all, Jordan? Oh, quite nervous. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm usually the interviewer, and today I'm going to get interviewed on on uh, you know my failures, struggles, accomplishments as a leader. And so uh, we thought it'd be interesting to take this approach um, because Jordan and I go at it on a daily basis. <laughs> Uh, here at Stop the Vanilla, and we thought that that would be a great way to deliver you a lot of content. And so I'm going to hand off the podcast to Jordan, and um, we look forward to providing you a lot of good information here. So Jordan, welcome. (laughs) Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to helping the audience see a little bit more of the Steve that I get to see when we're going back and forth. Uh, (laughs) The good and the bad, right? The good and the bad. (laughs) The good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. So the first question, Steve, I kind of want to start off with is just when you first maybe realized you were a leader or in that position, what did leadership look like or what was your concept of it at that point? Yeah, I mean, 20, 25 years ago when I really took my first leadership role, um, really the two priorities that I felt leaders had at that time were really providing some strategic clarity, some clarity on the direction of the organization, um, and then really developing the hard skills of the team to help them do that. So for example, if, you know, in a food manufacturing company that I ran, if, um, if, you know, our maintenance team was one of our strengths of our organization and part of our differentiation. And so we sent our maintenance team through really significant hard skill training um, to be better, to our competence became that we could switch our lines over better than anyone else in the industry. Um, and that's how we grew from five to 30 million. And it was really based on just hard skill development. Um, and so that that's what leadership was like is we sh- back then was is we'd show them where we are going, we'd show them their role in it. And then we'd give them the hard skill training, the technical training that they needed to achieve it. 
obviously you've changed in your approach to leadership. So what was not working with that or what could it not maybe achieve by just focusing on that hard skill portion of an employee? Well, Jordan, what was happening a lot was is that, and I, I've discovered this, seen this thousands of times now, but when we were working with developing leaders across our organization, we were leaving a lot of growth, you know, some of the most significant growth opportunities on the table, right? Um, challenges that they were facing in their life that were impacting their work, impacting their job and life satisfaction, but not, but we weren't addressing them. We weren't taking them on. We weren't going after them. And, and so I just felt like we weren't developing the total person. We weren't helping this person become the best person that they can be and investing in them in investing in them not only professionally but personally um, and so there were issues outside of work that our team members would bring to work and would significantly impact their performance but we weren't doing anything about it um, and so you just kind of try to develop their hard skills and hope that they solved the challenges that they were facing in their life on their own and uh, candidly, you know, looking back on it, not a real healthy approach, not a very effective approach. So would you say that what was the inciting incident? Was it the fact that these pe the people, their performance at work was really kind of going down and you started to maybe didn't need to, but you said, hey, this hard skill only development isn't working because what you said, the hoping it gets resolved at home or hoping that they can deal with their own personal things, it, it just wasn't working. So when did you see the point of like, okay, this way of leadership maybe isn't working or I'm going to shift to doing that total person development? So there were two really defining moments for me moving to total person development. The first one was is as I was working with thousands of leaders and putting hundreds of leadership development plans together, if we were really focused on their top three development priorities, at least one of them would be outside of work. Um, and how do we know this? Because we use behavioral science in our development process, and it tells you where, they're, where they lack clarity. Um, could be clarity of self, could be clarity of a role in their life, both professionally or personally, could be clarity of their future. I mean, the behavioral science assessments really help us identify what the top, in, in, including the conversations, obviously, with the leader, but they really help us hone it down to these are the three development priorities that are going to have the greatest impact on this person's performance, their job satisfaction, their life satisfaction, and at least one, at least one, if not two of those top three development priorities were not at work. They weren't at work, but they were brought to work every day. And... I just kept seeing it and seeing it and seeing it. People going through health challenges, relationship challenges, financial challenges. And those are all things that companies today can help people with. Um, obviously, you're not going to force any team member to share a challenge they're having. But I'll be honest with you, the younger generation that's coming into the workforce now expects that you're going to help them through their personal challenges. They expect that you're going to invest in the total person. Um, and so this is in the early stages of adoption, um, but I personally see total person development as the way of the future. And the companies that we have implemented total person development into get stacks of resumes every time that they have an open position um, because people want to be cared for. They want to know that the organization cares for them. Uh, they want to know that um, if they go through a significant challenge that the organization's going to 
put resources towards helping them. And in return, what do you get? You get an engaged, loyal team member because you are there for them. And now they need to be there for you, and they're going to be. So that was really the first incident was uh, just hearing these stories of people and the challenges they're going through outside of work and how that impacts their work. That was the first incident. The second incident for me was not at work. It was my leadership, if you will, at home. And as my kids were growing up, you know, I recognized that it took me a long time. It took me till I was 35 years old to really figure out my natural wiring and what I would love to do for a living and be good at it. And that's when I started, you know, founded Stop the Vanilla 21 years ago. But it was really um, when I came to start working with my kids and saw that there was so much to a person that we're not even addressing in leadership development. We're not going to the core of this individual. So I helped each of my kids put a career plan together, help them really work through their uh, planning issues, their life planning. Um, and to this day, I still support them in that area. Obviously, they're now adults, very all four of them, very successful. Um, but when they go through a challenge, they reach out to good old dad, and, and I kind of help them think through it. Um, so those were the two incidences that really motivated me, inspired me to see the future of, of development and to see that that future is about total person development. That's good. So you kind of painted a little bit of a dichotomy here of work. You're seeing it clearly in work, the leadership teams you're working with, but then you have the other side of the coin, which is at home. You were feeling it, seeing it, thinking, hey, I could be developing the talent, my children more. Where would you suggest for a leader that is just new to all of this, has no really concept of, as you said, early adoption phase, do they start at home? Do they start at work? Do they start where the fruits the lowest? How would you approach someone? Yeah, I would take, I would look at the people that you're responsible for in your life and pick the one person that has the greatest upside potential, um, be it one of your kids um, or be it one of your direct reports and, and sit down and have a conversation with them about total person development and talk about the fact that, hey, let's, let's, let's identify the top three to five development priorities in your life, be it professional and personal. Uh, and I'm a big fan of using behavioral science because behavioral science, you know, for years, I used to think behavioral science was the number one benefit of it was, is that I got to know a person quickly, right? I look at their 100 pages of science results and like, I know this person really well, maybe even better than they know themselves in some cases. But what behavioral science does that I've come to value is the number one reason I like to use behavioral science, because it allows us to have conversations with people about things we normally wouldn't be to talk about. Um, so, for example, if they have low sense of self, what caused that low sense of self? What makes them think less of self? Was it something that happened in their childhood? Um, one of my kids had low sense of self for a long time, and we talked about that a lot. And we worked through it, and we knew exactly the event that caused the low sense of self. Um, and, and that um, now, you know, she has higher sense of self. So... Um, behavioral science allows you to have the conversations you normally wouldn't be able to have because you're using factual, proven science to identify the greatest growth opportunities. And obviously the individual, by, by you know, giving you input on what they want to work on, is going to identify what they believe the opportunities are. So you take the input of the leader you're working with as to what they see as the top opportunities. You take the behavioral science results, and you're going to have 10 to 15 priorities that come out of that. But what are the top three? And I guarantee you one of them is not at work. 
Um, and that's where I believe the future of talent, the future of development, the future of leadership development is total person development. And the leaders that get that now um, are killing it, successful, growing. Uh, they don't have any talent issues because, you know, the, the community, um, their workforce, people know the organizations that invest in the total person. Mm-hmm. And before we have you talk about some of the clients or different organizations you see you see who are executing on this, I want to just kind of download that bit about the behavioral science. So are you saying that using behavioral science when you're developing the total person allows you to have more tact when you talk with them about things or or and I guess does it just give you more information to have conversations with this person about where do you see the main value in using the behavioral science is it you move closer to objectivity or you get more content that creates more questions to ask with that person yeah it's a good I mean that's a you phrase that question in a good manner I, it's both obviously I mean it helps us identify the priorities it helps us talk about things we normally pay to talk about but it's fact-based, right? It's science. I mean, these tools, are, we use the most accurate tools in the industry for a reason, because we want to trust the data. And so when I go into a leadership development process with a leader and I have the assessment results, I don't have to guess. I don't have to um, try to figure out what the top priorities are. They just jump out at you. Um, and the person, when you're sitting across from the desk and the person sees the results, they move from what I call from defensiveness to development. They move from saying, you know, that's bull crap, but that's not true to, yeah, that is true. Um, and help me understand what caused it or why you're there. And, and once you understand where they're at, now you can start putting a development plan together. So I think in order for person, total person development to be deep and factual and non-emotional and effective that this adding science to it is a huge huge uh, advantage Hmm. that makes sense and to just build off that point because i know you speak a lot about you know our how you know good our assessments are and stuff and obviously you would say that but to build on that i was working with someone recently that took an assessment and she actually took an assessment at her bank uh and they put her as a high d so she was and she's a high c high s so in that fit more with her. She was like, they've always categorized me as a high D, but I'm just not that, that's not who I am. So I think a lot of people do just take DISC as being a universal thing that every assessment you're going to take will be the same. But just from that experience, I quickly saw not the danger, but how much more opportunity and benefit you can have when you're using reliable and science that has been validated and not just something that is maybe free or the lowest cost. So I just, you talk a lot about that, but I think a different person that isn't, uh, that may be giving, I, I don't know, I just thought that would add some more value because I do think it's hard to express that until someone sees their results and how accurate and uh, like someone had been following around their whole life writing it. Yeah, and what I would add to that too, Jordan, is that um, we use multiple sciences. So we get to see the person from a lot of different angles, um, which gives you a lot more areas of focus. Um, so we obviously use DISC, um, and that brings us a lot of value in understanding who they are and how they're wired and what their strengths and blind spots are. We use what's called driving forces, which you know is the why, what motivates them, to, what drives their actions and decisions at work. Um, one of the big ones that we use for development, and it's the most advanced behavioral science tool out there right now, it's called Soft Skills Indicator, and it really tells us um, where a person's at. You know, where's their clarity? Um, clarity of the world and clarity of self. And just that 
that assessment alone provides you so much content to help a person. So, um, and then emotional intelligence is another assessment that we'd use there. Um, because basically the way it happens is, you know, we build on it. So we first want to understand their natural wiring and who they are. So the how, and then we want to understand the why, um, and are the, is the why being fed at work? And then we understand the clarity that they have of themselves in the world, and we really start seeing uh, development priorities. But then when you put emotional intelligence on top of it, if a person has low sense of self and they have low emotional intelligence, think about that. They they feel less of self, and then their emotions get going, and it just becomes a story in their head, a negative story in their head that they keep you know, knocking themselves down. So um, when you throw emotions on top of it or low emotional intelligence on top of it, it, it just it's a runaway train at that point. Um, so when they start understanding that they can control this, they can manage this, um, and now they understand it, um, that's when you start seeing breakthroughs. And, you know, Jordan, we all have to make a living and support our families, but I'll tell you that one of the greatest rewards I get is when I see a, a leader have a breakthrough about who they are. I was talking to a client yesterday, and they have a, they have a performance issue with one of their team members, and... As we, as we were talking through it, I can just see the development, the breakthrough opportunities, right? And, but we got to get that leader to see it, right? We got to get that leader to see it. The leader wants to achieve, the leader wants to be successful, motivated to be incredibly successful. But his current approach to that is not working. And uh, he discredits the behavioral science results, which are totally accurate, which totally nail him. And I just, I want to help this person live the life they want, be the leader they want, achieve the success they want. But that person has to want that breakthrough, right? You can't, you can't ha want it for them. And so you share with them how you can help them. Um, but, it, you know, total person development requires that person to want that help. Um, and I see that in the younger generation and the younger team members. You know, people that are my age in the workforce, you know, when we were growing up, it was like, I don't want to know your personal life. I don't want to know your personal issues. Um, those are your issues, not ours. Um, but in today's environment, that is that to me is is a a blind approach uh, to leadership development, and one that will leave you with positions open, with underperformers, uh, with people that are going other to other organizations because you're not investing in them as a person. Mm -hmm. So before we speak on how to start to get to where this kind of new leadership maybe concept of shepherding the talent is. Could you give us an example or maybe a few of companies, people doing this right? Kind of maybe a specific example. You talked a lot about just total person development and all these things, maybe at a higher level. What does this look like in practice for a leader of an organization? So it all starts, you start with the leadership team and you start with total person development at the leadership team level. And, and obviously the leader of the organization is responsible for that. And, and you get the leadership team comfortable with it. Um, obviously using the assessments, um, using a, a proven development process that gets you there, right? Um, oftentimes we'll use a 360 as well that gets us feedback from all their peers around them, up and down and around. Um, so you get good at it at the leadership team level. And then once each leader uh, has a, a development plan that's focused on developing the total person, now they're able to start doing it with their direct reports. And so it just takes time to put this across your organization, but start with the leadership team because then the leadership team, each leadership team member becomes a shepherd of the talent then, right? Um, and so, and to me, that's what this is all about. Um, my passion is to build shepherds. The shepherds that I have trained um, and been blessed to work with, what do they want to do? 
They want to build more shepherds, right? Because if you have shepherds developing the total person across your whole organization, get out of the way. Get out of the way. You, you're going to go to a whole nother level as an organization, and, and that's what we see. Um, talent is the number one challenge that high growth companies face. And how do they solve that challenge? By having a total person development system in place that not only retains the people they have, but makes sure that we're taking care of the total person so that they can be at their best every day at work. And that's almost shifting from a reactive state to a yeah. proactive state. Very much. Um, and that's one thing I hear most from leaders is, Steve, I'm sick of being reactive on talent. I come in and I got a two-week notice on my desk. I come in and I have two leaders that can't work together. Um, and my day just goes to hell, right? Because I'm spending 50, 75% of my time resolving, reactively resolving people issues. What being a shepherd of the talent does is enables you to be proactive, um, it enables you to, for example, if two leaders are having conflict, if they really understood each other, what, what the how and the why of that person is, they're likely not going to get into the level of conflict that they would because they, they, know how to more, they know how to effectively communicate with each other. They know what drives each person. And so by p- implementing these, uh, you know, the shepherd of the talent concept and total person development into your organization, you are proactively putting systems in place that dramatically reduce the people issues that you have on a day-to-day basis. No question about it. So it eliminates the pain, but also kind of leverages the opportunity that all the companies have in getting the most from your talent. And that's awesome. So Steve, where are you now just wrapping this all up? Because you kind of gave us the steps there in a sense of a leader, where to start. You kind of have to start with that leadership team, work it down. Where are you at with leadership now? You explained at the start of this podcast, it's all about hard skills. It's all about this. That was your idea of leadership. You just kind of explained the new Shepherd of the Town concept, total person development. Explain to us personally what leadership looks like for you within your team, within your clients, within your family. Um, Leadership for me, um, the first thing about leadership for me is it's not about me. It's about them. Um, And this is something I have to work on all the time because development meetings get away from us sometimes. We don't meet consistently as much as we should. Um, And that's where I have to become a lot more disciplined to making sure that I consistently meet with the team members and my responsibilities as a leader at home um, but where am I on it I I want and I believe that um, my team knows that I care for them um, and if they're having a challenge in their life I want them to bring it to me um, and it's my hope that they see me as a resource and not as someone that would t- take advantage of the situation um, and so I invest heavily into the development of our team here and care for them as a person um, and want to develop them as a person. Um, Because, I mean, look at you, Jordan, right? I mean, uh, you've been here two years, um, came here right out of uh, college, and, um, you know, there's a lot of growth opportunities for you, and and we saw that. And you hadn't, to that point, really had anybody invest in you to that level yet. And I'm not suggesting we got it all figured out because we got to make sure we stay disciplined to the process because we haven't as much because we get off on these strategic initiatives like launching the second book per se, right? Um, but I care for you as a person. Your upside potential as not only a leader at work but a leader at home is unlimited, and I want to help ta- you tap into that. Um, and so where am I as a leader? Uh, I want to develop the total person, and I do that by um, first developing me as a total person. And what am I going through? And being open and honest with my team about the challenges that I'm facing. And uh, 
recently I've um, you know been facing some challenges that I've shared with my team openly, maybe sometimes too much. <laughs> 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 I knew that would get a chuckle out of them. Um, but total person development starts by being a leader that's vulnerable and transparent about the challenges that you're facing in life and how you're overcoming them and, and what you learned in the process. But then the second step is really sitting down and saying, okay, what are the top three development priorities for you, Jordan, and how are we going to help make that happen? And if one of them is outside of my area of expertise, um, which is likely, then we'll hire someone. We'll send you to a seminar. We'll get a book. We'll do something. But let's just say putting a budget together for your newly formed family that's coming together here. You know, send you to budgeting class, right? Get a book on it. Do a podcast. Find who's an expert on it. Those are the types of things that leaders can do to really help solidify um, uh, their position as a person that develops, a t- you know, the total person. Yeah, that's good. And just to echo that, uh, I remember when you told me that that I'm the one of the people that you've seen grow the most over the two years. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that just goes to show to prove that this works in that even how you opened it, even with maybe inconsistencies or as a smaller team struggling to meet, you've still driven through me gigantic growth and I know if I was at a different organization that maybe didn't know about people total person development about the shepherd it would have been all myself which maybe I would have done just because I'm driven but still what you did was just 10x my growth from what it could have been Mm -hmm. and I think that's the key is is you know whoever's listening to this podcast I'm guessing you listen to Steve a lot you hear his things and even for me at South Vanilla they start to become just mundane you start to think you know you just start to go over them but it really is shepherd in the town really does drive huge growth for yourself as a leader I mean you having someone like me on your team but also for that person and I've said this all the time it's a win-win when you do it and I've never been in an organization that has it so if I ever move somewhere else or whatever it'll be a rude awakening because yeah. this is normal for me yeah. to ask about hey how are you and Katie budget you guys have that under like most boss most leaders wouldn't ask me that or it would be a rarity we'd be out you know getting beers together like it wouldn't be right before a meeting where you just brief that because we have that vulnerability with each other we have that trust uh, so just to echo that and not let that come off as maybe you know a Steveism or something you said a lot that you, you it truly works um, and it's working you know here we're eating our own dog food as they like to say So Steve, as always, we like to wrap up. You like to wrap up the podcast with a single scoop and I will be taking the position of that today. But what is the single scoop that you'd like to leave the audience with? I mean, you left a zillion scoops throughout the podcast today, but what's the single most important scoop that a leader's on the other side, walking on the treadmill, doing their dishes, what do you want them to leave this podcast with? One thing. To recognize that they have a responsibility um, to develop the total person. And the way you do that is through by becoming a shepherd of the talent, as we call it here. A shepherd cares for, um, develops, holds accountable, um, looks out for the people they are responsible for, not just professionally, but personally. And one of my passions in life that has really come here late and really blossomed in the last year or two is my passion to build shepherds. You know, my journey took me 20 years to get to this total person development and to really change people's lives, which I get an opportunity to do every day, and I love doing it. I mean, helping people change their lives for the better. 
Um, and what Stop the Vanilla is really motivated to and inspired to is really shorten that journey for others, right? To share with them this concept of total person development, to share with them our Shepherd of the Talent training that helps them get there, that helps them move there. Because the first thing that has to happen is there's a mindset shift, right? There's a mindset shift from being told, I don't want to know about your personal issues to, hey, let's, let's have a conversation about what the top three priorities are for your development regardless if they're at work or at home, right? So first you got to make the mindset shift, and then you got to um, put together a process that allows you to um, focus on the top three development priorities that are going to have the greatest impact on each of your direct reports at, at work. And at home, um, I mean, I'm so passionate about helping leaders be more effective at home um, that I just, you know, we just published the second book, Stop the Vanilla in Your Career in Life, uh, on how a leader can take anyone close to them through a career and life planning process to help them live the life they want. Um, because not enough, there's not enough people doing that, right? I mean, we use this stat around here a lot, Jordan, that 87.7% of America's workforce does not describe themselves as passionate about what they do. Where does that start? Where does that change? It starts at home. It starts at home. And it starts eighth, ninth grade, somewhere in there. 10th grade, and if you are a leader and you have kids uh, that do not have clarity on the path that fits their natural wiring, it's something they love what they do, then you have a responsibility to shepherd that talent. So that's a long answer to a simple question, but I would say identify uh, one person in your life that you want to develop the total person. Start there um, and consider the Shepherd of the Talent training that we do twice a year at, at Stop the Vanilla to help us accelerate your becoming the Shepherd of the Talent. Um, and uh, you will achieve great things, not only for the people around you, but for self. Because some of my greatest growth comes when I'm helping others grow. Um, you know, you and I go at it about something, and then I got I to gotta manage my response, right? I got to manage that. And so we go at it about something. Sometimes it gets a little... Uh, conflict orientated and then I got to manage my emotions and kind of bring that around right and finish it in a positive way so you help me grow as well so um, take a first step who's the first person you want to help who's the first person that has the most who's the person around you that has the most potential and start the process and obviously we're passionate about it here and we got the resources to help you do it but you can do this um, identify the person um, I would suggest using the behavioral science assessments and then identify the top three development priorities to develop the total person for that person and start putting the action plans in place and eat, and due dates on each of those action plans to help them accomplish it. That's, that's good, Steve. Now, if someone is obviously where you were 35 years ago, kind of like you were talking about, a complete mindset shift for them, they have to learn the tools, kind of. That's a lot of stuff to DIY, yeah, right? I would agree. And that's why you hinted at, we have the Shepherd of the Talent training. And I think the something some people may not grasp right away is the whole purpose of the Shepherd of the Talent training is that premise of creating more shepherds. So we don't do the Shepherd of the Talent training so, you know, we gain more money or they come back to, like, it's so they can go and do these things in their own organization. Do it themselves. Yeah, if you want to just explain Expand more, yeah. Yeah, our approach here at Stop the Vanilla is that we can't go into an organization and be the shepherd. There's, it'd be too expensive um, and it also isn't the right way to do it. So. So in three weeks, we have our Shepherd of the Talent training, and we have, I don't know, 20-plus leaders signed up for it right now, and we'll obviously continue to build that class. Um, but 
we want to get we want to teach shepherds how to fish not fish for them right we want to teach them how to be shepherds on their own and once they get it and understand it like you just watch them take off and you'll go a month or two or three or four and not even hear from them but they're putting development plans in place they're using behavioral science to make the right hire they're they're resolving conflict between leaders they're doing team development stuff they're doing it all on themselves if you want to implement a talent planning system and you really want to develop the total person, it's got to be done internally. And so Shepherd of the Talent training is, is, is for us to train leaders on how to do this on their own, to give them total autonomy on how to use the sciences. So we train them and certify them on the sciences. And then we train them and certify on how to use the sciences within each talent process. And, and, then, and then they go, and they go. So I was with a company on Monday that is implementing this and we're picking one process to start with first and so they're going to revamp their hiring process and make sure that they use behavioral science accurately in the hiring process and they make the right hire the first time for each role and then we're going to start working on leadership development after that and so it's something that takes time to implement it's not something you can do in six months it's it's going to take time but as you continue to update add these talent processes to your organization, just watch your organization take off because you're optimizing the potential of every team member you have. And when you collectively do that, the power of your talent just magnified, mm -hmm. right? You're getting more done in a day, your clients are happier, um, and your talents, your people are happier, right? You have less people challenges, and you can focus more of your time on the things that are gonna have the greatest impact on the top and bottom line. Hmm. One final distinction that I, I've gained throughout kind of being here two and a half years now and watching leaders come through it is I think there's a lot of training, a lot of resources for leaders to improve their leadership ability. But one thing that I think this training is in a two-in-one is that not only do you become a better leader because you're starting to understand how do I grow, develop the people around me, but you're creating an organization that also is performing higher. And I do think sometimes these leadership trainings can sometimes be individualistic things, um, which is great if it's someone maybe younger like me that's not in a full-blown leadership role. But I think a unique differentiation with our Shepherd of, the Talent, Shepherd of the Talent training is it's almost you're bringing your organization with you when you go through this training, that your organization won't be the same because you're infusing this new framework, this new concept within it. So I think a lot of leaders may be looking to how they can get better, become better leaders. And I think this is a great way to overcome talent, your number one challenge, while also as a leader, just taking your game to the next level and maybe stepping into leadership 2.0 or the next um, the gen next generation of leadership. Yeah, and as we talked about, what do shepherds do? They build more shepherds. So if you're the leader of an organization, you become a shepherd. Now you train your six direct reports. Now you got seven people developing people day in and day out around your organization. Think of the potential, upside potential of that. Exponential. And that's what we get excited about, right? <laughs> that's what we get excited about. As organizations start humming, 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 they just keep growing, um, you will double, triple in size because you got the people to deliver it and they're performing at a very high level and your retention rates will go through the roof. Hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I just want to encourage people to recognize that all of us have the responsibility to shepherd the talent around us um, at work and at home. And it's a breakthrough opportunity. Uh, it changed my life. I get the opportunity to change the lives of a lot of leaders, training them on being the shepherd of the talent. And so just consider where you're at today and where you want to be, and are you developing people to the level that you could and should in order for your organization to optimize its success? I mean, that's what it comes down to. 
Uh, but if you want to take it to the next level on how to develop talent, how to build leaders across your organization, uh, Stop the Vanilla is here for you, man, because um, that's what gets us fired up day in and day out. It's not for us to come in and do it. We want to train you on how to do it yourself. That's our man, Chocolate Chip. It is. If you want more information about the training, you can go to stopthevanilla.com forward slash shepherd of the talent training. It's also on our website in the top navigation. The training is March 23rd and 24th, which Steve mentioned. Or email us at info at stopthevanilla if you want any more information on how this can help you become a better leader and create a higher performing team. Thank you for spending some time today listening to the Stop the Vanilla Experience, where we explore how to achieve your vision for your business and your career in life with the right strategy and right talent. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on either Apple or Spotify. And we encourage you to visit StopTheVanilla.com for a ton of resources, including signing up for the Weekly Scoop, which is bite-sized content on how to have the right plan and right talent in your organization, your career, and life. And always remember, those who plan, profit.